0: We're also brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGPN Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet.
1: Hi, yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the sports gambling podcast network episode 270 dedicated to cage titans who are giving us something to talk about this week actually we have another promotion running this week that we're going to talk about uh on upcoming events uh, upcoming episodes excuse me but uh, cage titans is what it's all about this week so this goes out to you cage titans for wisely running events when the ufc is dark so um and there, there's a little uh foreshadowing to what we're going to be talking about today too i will be one of the hosts talking about it jeff chalks fox i don't know too much about cage well i i know a lot of background info on these fighters and cage titans but um i'm going to bring in an expert uh on the event who's actually in the same area that cage titans is running um i guess plymouth is kind of far from from him i think uh let's bring him in he he can tell us all about massachusetts massachusetts always like mispronouncing it mass um And uh, tell us about the geography and and whatnot and whether he's going to be going to the Plymouth Memorial Hall on Saturday. It's the Gumby God, Daniel Rieland. Hello.
0: I will be at the Plymouth Memorial Hall on on Saturday. Yeah. So I'll be there for this event, which doesn't have lines posted yet. But as always, I can give you predicted ones that are usually pretty close. Um, But yeah, no, I've been to Cage Titans a few times. Uh, That arena is like it's a arena is the wrong word. It's like a town hall. But it is like a really great spot to watch regional fights. Cause a lot of times in regional fights, like if you go to, you know, I think I've mentioned twin river casino has fights in the Northeast. Sometimes that I've been to, it, it's like really spaced out. There's usually like a big dead spot where there are no seats and people just conjure, congregate and, you know, drink beer and talk while the fights are going on, which isn't a bad vibe if that's what you're going for. But this is like, everybody is packed like right on top of the cage. So it makes for a really cool environment. Um, So if you are, or within traveling distance of Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, you should go see some local MMA, because there are not only uh, a couple of former UFC fighters on this card, there's a couple of uh, Contender Series dudes, and there is one guy already booked for PFL Challenger Series in the spring. So it's got a lot of good stuff on it.
1: I would argue you personally are not really within traveling distance of Plymouth. It's it's a bit of a trek,
0: right? It's, uh, it's, I think it's a little under a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so I'm like an hour and 40 or something like that. So, yeah, Massachusetts is long, guys. Uh, if you, it is. It's, it's all the way on the east, and I'm all the way on the west. So,
1: see, I promised, I promised you he was going to give you geography on, uh, it's on long,
0: Mass. Yep. It's long. I there you go. I think I've have to it been to
1: Plymouth. I've been to Cape Cod. I don't know if we stopped in Plymouth, though.
0: There's really not a good reason to stop in Plymouth other than if That's you're going the to the Pilgrim Cape...
1: Stop, though. If
0: you're going to Cage <laughs> Titans, uh, I, I did the even
1: stop there first.
0: I did an interview with the guy who owns Cage Titans Semi recently. Uh, if you want to go back, you can check that out on the uh, Top Turtle MMA podcast. He uh, he said we bring in fighters from all over the world, which is true. You guys are going to see a main event uh, or co-main event rather with a Brazilian dude in it, um, although he trains in Connecticut now. Um, but like, you know, a whole bunch of different, uh, nationalities. He's brought in guys from Alaska and he said, they always get real bummed out when they get to Plymouth rock and they're like, this is it, huh? (laughs) Yep. Uh, it's, it's not anything to see. It's a rock dude. (laughs) I, I got a hot take too. Cape Cod overrated. Uh, It depends on when you go, I think, and where you're visiting. Like, if you go to the super touristy spots, you're 100% correct. It is overrated. And if you go during touristy season, again, overrated. But, like, if you go to just, like, the kind of off-the-beaten-path parts of Cape Cod, and you go when it's, like, you know, not real super warm yet, it is very, like, very fun, small-townsy. So I I like Cape Cod, but not touristy Cape Cod, for sure. There you go.
1: I think that's enough mass talk. Don't you (laughs) think?
0: I think that's plenty.
1: (laughs) Gumby's got things to do. He's got to get out of here. All right. I got to tell you about Winbet before we jump into some picks for you here. Winbet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of way to play and win. Obviously, that's more important, winning, including live betting and same game parlays. Plus, they have reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. I guess there's, what, only one bowl game left at this point? Or, uh, or some of the there, smaller ones. There's a couple of them.
0: There's only there's only one that matters left. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's what I thought. All right, great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer: bet bet dollars win $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com Com/winbet so they you know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com com W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough Embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 100-522-4700. Okay, get into this. Cage Titans. I don't have to ask if Dan's been there or watched them before because he's told us all of that. So he's got all that covered. So this one, Cage Titans 57 is going down this Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um how do you watch this or can you watch this Dan
0: They they have like their so they used to be part of a uh broadcasting system that I will no longer mention uh that you used to have a subscription service to and Do they owe you money or something Dan Uh they don't owe me money but I don't like to give them publicity because uh we we parted ways on not so amicable terms <laughs> <Okay>. Uh <laughs> um but uh they are now they also have left that same website and have decided to do their own thing, which is now you can just pay, I think it's like 15 bucks uh, and you just pay 15 bucks and they've got like, you know, on a, a Saturday night, if you're sitting at home looking for something to watch, they got like 20 fights if you watch it from start to finish. So uh, for 15 bucks, you're paying less than a buck a fight. So uh, yeah, it, it's pretty good. And Gummy's going to get you all that money
1: back anyhow with his picks here. So uh, the Plymouth Memorial Hall, it's barely even a hall of dance, as. Uh, <laughs> plymouth mass in a cage we have 14 mma bouts and two muay thai bouts um gumby is giving us picks for five mma fights uh first one is actually is for the cage titans flyweight championship but it's also an amateur fight is is you if, explain they, that for us
0: yeah so they have an amateur title and a pro title this is okay. for their amateur title and uh it is between two people who both have uh their amateur title one of them was going to turn pro okay. uh and was their champion in the meantime they fought for an interim belt as he was making his decision about turning pro uh and then with the guy who won he wanted to fight him so bad they both decided to stay amateur for one more fight unify the titles and then i believe both of them are turning pro immediately after all
1: right there you go so it's five three-minute rounds um for the cage titans i guess amateur flyweight championship. It- are lines for cage titans usually available at many sports books?
0: I think, well, many sports books is tough because regional <laughs> MMA, re, regional yeah. MMA is, is sort of hit or miss. If you have a sports book that covers regional MMA, you most likely get LFA all the time. You get cage warriors all the time. Uh, you get Bellator and Rizens and PFLs all the time. And then this one I would say is like just below the frequency you get LFA. So if your book has LFA, and you usually bet LFA too, like you'll probably get this one too.
1: Okay. All right. Let's, let's break down this fight. So it's between two champions, um, amateur champions. We'll tell you about, uh, I didn't even tell you who's fighting yet. Did, uh, Nate Russell versus Tyler Smith. Tyler Butterknife Smith. It's Smyfe.
0: Butterknife Smith. <laughs> yeah.
1: He does have an I. Uh, sorry, an E at the end of it. So Butterknife Smith. Oh, that's even better because it kind of rhymes. Uh, he is six and three, one knockout, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, two and one in cage Titans. This is all amateur stuff. I'm telling you, but it doesn't really make a difference. Lost win, lost win over his last four fights. He did win his last fight via submission. He is a cage Warriors champion and a former champion. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. He also is a Muay Thai practitioner or did pro Muay Thai. I believe he's 16 years younger than Russell. Cause I think Russell's like 40 or right around there. Um, From from the news story I found on him. Uh Russell, eight and two, four knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted one time. One and one in Cage Titans. He's won four of his last five. Won his last fight via knockout. What is the Cage Titans champion? Also, 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 multiple regional championships on his mantle. And I don't have much info on him. I I dog it and found his age. He was like 39 a year ago. So he should be 40 by now by my my math. Don't have his height, don't have his reach, don't have, have any of that info. Don't have odds either, but Gumby will fill in some of those blanks.
0: My understanding is he will be 40 in like three months. Okay. Um, so he, he's almost 40. You're right. He's 39. I, I know of him only because I have trained in the same gym as uh, Nate Russell in the past. Um, So he is the actual champ, not the interim champ. Tyler Smythe is the interim champ. Okay. I, I'm going to say uh, if you you find lines for this, it is most likely going to be Nate Russell as a slight favorite. Um, Because first of all, he's more experienced. He's got a slightly better record. He's, you know, he like looked better in his past fights. He's been talking about turning pro granted kind of late in his career, but I think it's mostly just so he can say he turned pro. Um, And uh, he will probably be the favorite, but I'm actually going to take Smythe here instead. While man, Russell hits really hard for a flyweight. Like some of his knockouts are like absolutely spectacular. Um, And some of his finishes are like of the tag and bag variety. He has a fight that was really entertaining for like half of a round with a guy who wound up on contender series, Richie Santiago. Um, So he's like fought some like pretty high level dudes in his career, but Smythe while he doesn't hit as hard is like a really talented wrestler. Um, I also think the youth is being on his side is good here because the, the losses he has taken have kind of just been like, He made mistakes and like, you know, his youth kind of shine through, but he seems to have learned from a lot of that. And now he's like leaning on that wrestling earlier. He's clearly putting in the time to make sure that his cardio is on track. Like he just looks really good. So I'm going to say uh, I I like Tyler Smythe here. I I think Tyler Smythe with the wrestling should be able to get it done, ground him out. And I'm guessing you're gonna get them like plus one thirty-five. It'll be a close line because they're both champs, but like plus one thirty-five if if you can find it.
1: Fantastic. All right, let's move up to the pros and up a weight class to bantamweight. Cam Arnold, Will Smith, three five-minute rounds. Uh, Ill Will Smith is three and five. We don't get losing records very often on this podcast, but we're gonna have a few. Oh, tonight. we're
0: we're gonna get two. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, Three and five with one knockout. He's been knocked out three times. 0-1 in Cage Titans. He's lost four straight fights, so he was a three and one prospect at one point. All of his uh, last three losses have come via knockout or TKO. He's not won a fight since August 2019. Went 0-2 in Bellator. Two inches taller than Arnold. Arnold 2-0 with two knockouts. Both those fights were in Cage Titans. He also was a pro boxer, and that's all the info I have on him. I don't have age. I don't have reach. Any of that stuff.
0: Yeah. So what I would say on this is. First of all, if you if you watch regional MMA, it's important to know that, like, a lot of times it is very hard for them to find good fights for their, like, hot prospects. Um, and, and Cam Arnold is a hot prospect. One of the reasons I picked this fight off of the fight card is it's there's going to be a lot of hot prospects fighting guys who are uh, sort of below their talent level. Like, if you look down on the card... There's a guy named Hassan Graham. He's a heavyweight. He's one and O he's fighting a dude who's one in six. Hassan Graham has already been signed to PFL for their challenger series. He's one in O they know he's super talented. He's fighting a dude who's one and six. Same with uh, Andrew Valdina. He's one and zero. he's fighting a guy who's one in or three and 11. They just couldn't find him a fight. He's going to go in there and start him. I think Cam Arnold is going to beat Will Smith. But part of the reason I picked this fight is that, like you said, Will Smith has shown that he can be really good at times and he's kind of just run into a really tough run of opponents here. You know, he fought in Bellator a couple of times. He fought for CES and he fought like touted prospects in a lot of those. Like Chris uh, Chris Desonnell, pretty good dude. John Duma is a pretty good dude. And he fought John Donald to a or Duma to a split decision. Um and he fought Ashika Jim, who was just on uh, contender series as well. So I think Cam Arnold's gonna win here. I think Cam Arnold's gonna pick up a big knockout, but I think this fight is a little bit more competitive. When you do find the line, it is going to be Cam Arnold, like negative 500 or negative 600. Um, But at the same time, like, I I think if you were looking for like a kind of a fun underdog, Will Smith shooting a whole bunch of takedowns and just avoiding the big bombs, it could happen. It probably won't happen, but it could happen. But it's probably if we had to round this fight card out to uh, five exciting fights, that one is going to be closer than a lot of the other like mismatches here.
1: Okay, so you're picking Arnold. What number you think you're, we're going to get him at again? I'm going to say negative.
0: Let's go negative 600. Negative 500 Whoa. is probably too generous. <laughs> All right,
1: negative 600 is. All right. You know who else is generous? Our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, because we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of games, daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at UnderdogFantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, moving right along to which fight are we gonna do next? Lightweights. Uh, yes, lightweights. Third from the top: Peter Barrett, Marcus Androsia. Androsia is nine and twenty. <laughs> I love it. Four knockouts, four submissions. Uh, He's been knocked out five times, submitted nine times. All one in cage titans. He's lost five straight fights. Uh, He's been finished in four straight of those. He's one in seven over his last eight fights. Used to fight at featherweight. Used to fight at welterweight. Used to fight at middleweight. Was a regional champ somehow with nine and 20. He does have a regional championship on his mantle. All one in Bellator. Three inches of reach on Barrett. Slippery Pete Barrett. 13-6, 13-6, and six, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 11-4 and four in cage titans. He's won two straight fights, both via knockout slash TKO. Uh, however, he lost three straight leading up to that. He was 0-2 in the UFC, 1-0 in contender series. Used to fight at featherweight, two years younger than Andrusia, five inches taller than him, despite being out of reach, disadvantage.
0: Yeah, so this is a this is another one of those kind of mismatches that happened only because uh Slippery Pete wanted on this card and they couldn't find him an opponent that was at 9 and 20. Um so he's going to be a massive favorite here, maybe even slightly bigger uh than Cam Arnold. I said Cam Arnold negative 600. We'll say Slippery Pete negative 750 because he's fighting um a guy who's equally as bad but also perhaps uh didn't have UFC experience and didn't win on contender series. I'm not sold on Slippery Pete all the time, but this is a great matchup for him. I also will say uh Andruzia has a way of sticking his head into guillotines all the time. And while Slippery Pete likes to stand and bang, you're probably gonna see him pick up a submission here. So yeah, Slippery Pete's the pick, massive favorite. Uh not much more to say than that.
1: And if you got a good book, get it at a uh sub prop bet, right?
0: Yeah, if you if you do <laughs> that's kind of a at least it's it'll make it a little bit more fun, right? Like yep. Uh, cause he, he wants, definitely wants to go in there and trade hands, but, uh, Andruzia has a way of like shooting takedowns and doing something dumb and, and getting his neck caught. So maybe Pip Slippery Pete makes it interesting that way. All right. We got interesting title fights, uh, the rest of the way here,
1: uh, two title fights at the top of the card to we'll start with the cage Titans FC lightweight championship five, five minute rounds, Joe Giannetti versus Saul Almeida, um, Almeida, the spider 20 and 12, three knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. This is his Cage Titans debut. He's only won one of his last five fights. He did get knocked out in his last fight. That was back in July of 2019. He's not won since October of 2018. It's not quite as bad considering he hasn't fought in over three years. Um, Two and two in Bellator. One and two in World Series of Fighting. used to fight at Featherweight, was a regional champ inch of height inch of reach over Giannetti. he also is a pro boxer or was a pro boxer and pro grappler Giannetti, skeletor 13 4 1 5 knockouts 7 submissions never been finished in a fight so he's quite durable 13 1 and 1 in cage titans so all of his wins have come in cage titans he is the champ two times over lightweight champ and welterweight champ this one is at the lightweight uh weight class he's won four straight fights He's not lost since October of 2020. He went 0-1 in UFC, 2-0 on the Ultimate Fighter. Six years younger than Almeida.
0: Go ahead. Why is Giannetti, why did he only get one kick at the can in the UFC? So he made it to the Ultimate Fighter finale. I don't know if you yep. remember this. Um, he, he looked unstoppable on the show, uh, submitting people left and right. I think he picked up a submission in like 30 seconds or something. It was like the fastest submission in tough history at the time. And then he went out in his his uh tough finale fight, and I think he was trying to prove to Dana White that he wasn't just a grappler, that he could box too. And he just like low output styling, trying to like style on Mike Trezano boxing, and he lost a decision, rightfully. Like I didn't think he was winning anyway, but he made like no effort to do the things he was already great at. And it, it turned out to be one of the most boring ultimate fighter finales i've ever seen like it's supposed to be two people right fighting for that title to be the ultimate fighter forever in the six-figure contract which is over like eight fights or whatever um but like it's supposed to be that like big fight for them and he didn't fight like it was like he fought like he was just trying to like show off in training that he did something new um and he looked really bad doing it and i think the ufc has sort of held a vendetta against him since then Although he also has lost a bunch on the regional scene since then. Like if you look like some of his first fights outside of the UFC, he lost to Aaron McKenzie, who I know is kind of close to a UFC contract, but he also lost to guys like Dewan Owens. He was really losing quite badly to Connor Barry uh, in one of his first fights after that. He got one of the weirdest stoppages I've ever seen. He had the guy, and, like, not a sunk-in triangle choke. It was kind of, like, loose, and his head was just, like, almost about to squeak out. And he just played, like, the bongo drums on top of his head a couple of times, and they gave him a stoppage, uh, which was just bizarre because Barry was going to win a decision there. And, actually, that's why I'm going to go with Saul Almeida here because Saul Almeida, uh, first of all, is a really talented grappler. Like, I-, I think people sleep on how good of a grappler he is because his record has kind of looked bad. but. You know, you mentioned, you know, his his record is is 20 and 12. Five of those losses are against UFC fighters, like people who have fought in the UFC, and not just like any UFC fighters either. Like Rob Font is in there. Like he, he fought Rob Font uh, to decision. So like he he has fought the highest, of the high level competition, and he fought some really good dudes in Bellator too. I remember watching him fight Gauti Yamaguchi. So Almeida, the thing about Almeida is – his wrestling and grappling, I think, is enough to hang with Joe Gianetti. And Gianetti's striking has never looked amazing. And on top of that now, we've got Sal Ameda, who's taken a break to go practice his boxing, right? Like, he's just been professionally boxing for the last two or three years. So as long as his submission skills held up, which they have, that's his base, I think he should have a pretty easy time with with Gianetti here. And I think he's going to be a pretty decent dog. I think we're going to see him at, like, Probably like plus one eighty-five. Um, and and, but I like I I think there's tons of value there on Salameda.
1: Let me give you the dogs. He also gave me the title for this podcast there. TKO Bongo Drums.
0: Yeah, dude, I you have (laughs) I'm gonna have to see if I can find the clip because it was when I was working for that aforementioned website and uh I used to have to like clip out things for social media, and I clipped out that clip and I was like, what do you like the caption was like, What do you guys think of this stoppage? And in like Emphatically, everybody was like, "What the hell?" Uh, and, and I remember like Gianetti and his team like sort of defended it. And I'm like, "Dude, you can defend it if you want to, but like everybody's outrage and reaction is right." And he was clearly down. Like he might have been winning the third round because he got the triangle choke or was like near the triangle choke, but he was down the first two rounds. So like he was going to lose a fight to Connor Barry, who's like an unsung Northeast hero. But um, like, yeah, like one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. Bago drums.
1: There you go. Hopefully we don't have any of that on this event. Main event is the big boys. Cage Titans FC vacant heavyweight championship. Why is it vacant, Dan?
0: Uh, Cause Always it never, it never existed until today. Oh, oh so yeah. this is the
1: first heavyweight championship fight. Uh, interesting. Jamel Jones versus Brendan battles, five, five minute rounds. I will tell you about battles first, who has a very uh, apt last name. He doesn't even need a nickname with a name like battles in MMA. He's three and one with three knockouts. And he himself has been knocked out once. So he's never gone the distance Two an own oh, cage Titans. Uh, that's part of a two fight winning streak for him uh, based on their last weigh-ins. He was 21 pounds heavier than Jones. Other than that, everything else with him is a mystery. His height, his age, his reach. Uh, he's not fought enough. And no one has posted those that info yet. Uh, <laughs> as for Jones, the beast, Jamal Jones, 13 and eight, eight knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once. This is his cage Titans debut. He's got one and two over his last three, but four and two over his last six. That sounds a bunch but be- much better. Uh, one his last fight via submission, one and two in PFL, zero and one in Bellator, zero and one in Contender Series, zero and one in Tough. So he struggled when he stepped up. Uh, however, he does have multiple regional championships on his mantle, and he used to fight at light heavyweight. That's all I got for him. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So uh, Jamel Jones, y- you might remember he was on Contender Series, he fought Mike Rodriguez, Rodriguez with the flying knee. Uh that's how he punched his way into the UFC. He shortly thereafter fought guys like William Knight. Uh he was on the PFL uh at heavyweight. He lost a hen and Faria and then uh, didn't get another fight. I think maybe because Faria hurt him so badly or it just didn't look like it was gonna work out or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm gonna say, you know, like he's got a lot of potential. I'm a little bit worried about the size here for him because it, for those of you who have never seen, uh, branded battles, the dude is enormous. Uh, and I, I don't mean like that. The dude is like a chiseled dude. He owns his own construction company. This is information you won't get from any other promotion for me. He owns like a, uh, excavating company. And like, he, he looks like the type of dude you see driving an excavator who has like, I don't want to call him old man muscles. Cause he's, I think he's probably younger than me, Um, but he like, he looks like he lifts heavy shit all day, uh, and then goes to MMA training afterwards. He's built like a freaking rock and he hits so hard. Um, and I think at the end, and and he also, for the, for the record is a state champion wrestler too, um, back in high school. So yeah, maybe he's not got the, the credentials that you would see on a Jamel Jones and hasn't fought the guys like Jamel Jones. But this is a dude who, uh, you know, took a six year break from MMA, thought he didn't want to do it anymore uh, and just came back and just blasted a couple of prospects uh, in his first couple of fights. And now he's got like a pretty decent name in front of him. I think he's trying to make a run to be like, I can be one of those five-in-one dudes on the contender series come the fall um i really think he's gonna have a huge advantage here over jamel jones in terms of his physicality and really i think he only has to touch jamel jones once to knock him out so yeah give me brendan battles here i have no idea what this line is gonna look like because i think battles has all the physical tools jones obviously has the name i'm gonna say it's a pickup negative 115 on both sides
1: all right and you were going with
0: i'm gonna go with battles i, oh, I think right. he knocks him out yeah i wasn't yeah.
1: paying attention i was reading that Demir is retired, so can't wait to see his next fight. Really? Yeah.
0: That's kind of a childish move. Didn't he? Did he just lose to Armin Sakurian and he got like manhandled?
1: Now he's got health issues, he says. So we'll
0: uh, see. that makes sense. He's missed like he missed like 72 strike fights, so that that make that tracks.
1: Yep. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we will recap Gumby's picks to get you kicked off in the new year, hopefully on a winning foot. He's got battles in the main event to be the first champion of cage uh, heavyweight champion of cage titans he's got Almeida hopefully as an underdog sizable underdog hopefully uh slippery pete barrett as a probably sizable favorite um who else we got arnold as a sizable favorite and then hopefully as a slight underdog butter knife in, <laughs> in the opener sound good yeah sounds good to me gummy will be there yelling and screaming um for his bets to come through so Hopefully, you are yelling and Screaming for your best to come through on our Discord, slash Discord is the place to be there. Hang it with us. Uh, Twitter, SGPNMMA, or Jeff Fox Writer, or Gumby really, Actually, not or, and you should have all of those uh, followed. And you should read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You should listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which Gumby's voice is on as well. And you should read all my stuff at moneymma.substack.com. And I think that's it. Um, because we'll, we'll be back to you in your ears on Wednesday and Thursday. We're going to break down LFA. They have an event coming up this week, so we're going to actually spread it out over two episodes since we're still UFC dark, but we still want to bet and give you winning picks. So there you go. Uh, sound good, Gumby?
0: Yeah, it all sounds good to me. All
1: right, send us off.
0: All right, I'm Data Gumby Breeland. He's the Butterknife Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.